Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're taking a closer look at what's happening in the world of senior housing. The folks at Fannie Mae recently published a market update on the sector, and we look closely at it. We also follow the daily updates at Senior Housing News, which reports both trends and news in the sector. We saw rapid deterioration in occupancy since the onset of COVID-19. Senior housing fundamentals began to improve a little bit in the middle of 2021, with the industry experiencing a strong occupancy rebound, according to multiple sources that we track. Back in 2015, senior housing occupancy averaged about 90% nationwide. Developers started building more supply in anticipation of growing demand from the aging baby boomer population. At the start of the pandemic, occupancy had fallen to 87% on average, with 90% occupancy in independent living and 85% in assisted living. That fall in occupancy is really attributable to new supply entering the market ahead of the demand. And then along came the pandemic and occupancies fell to 75% in assisted living and 82% in independent living. But that's just an average. Some would be above average and definitely some would be below average in occupancy. Some senior housing providers like Brookdale, one of the nation's largest suppliers, has gone through tough times. They had to sell some assets in order to survive during the pandemic. When the current CEO, Cindy Beyer, joined the company in 2016, the company had just over 1,000 properties. Today, the company has reduced its footprint to 679 communities. The company was over-leveraged, it was bleeding cash, and facing a number of underwater leasing arrangements. They converted a number of the lease arrangements to owning arrangements and divested of properties to strengthen the balance sheet and the income statement. In addition, the company is facing some of the most difficult labor market conditions in senior housing history. Many communities have seen rent growth through the pandemic, despite low occupancy numbers. Now, normally, when vacancy is high, communities drop their price in order to entice customers. But to understand that better, you need to look at what's happening in labor markets in senior housing. In the fall of 2021, a company called OnShift conducted their third annual Workforce 360 survey to better understand the critical workforce issues facing senior housing providers today. Over 2,000 professionals responded and shared their perspectives on the top workforce challenges, and they offered some insights and shared their perspectives on the top workforce challenges. Rising turnover and difficulties finding and hiring staff means that senior housing providers have to work harder than ever today to retain the staff they have. The vast majority of respondents are placing a high priority on employee engagement and employee retention at 83%. Similar to the 2020 survey results, burnout at 79% was cited as the top personal challenge facing caregivers and hourly employees, followed by having to work multiple jobs at 55% and lack of childcare at 51%. As providers continue to face difficulties managing recruitment and hiring of workers, overtime continues to be the main course of action to handle staffing shortages. But we're also seeing the vast majority of senior housing communities relying on agency staffing to fill the gap. Respondents reported a 71% increase in reliance on agency staff compared with the previous year, and that means rising labor costs. So how are communities getting higher rents despite having high vacancy? The answer is in the rising labor costs. Permanent staff are getting paid more, And in fact, a number of public companies in the space are reporting that they've increased their annual expenses by at least 2% in the fourth quarter of 2021 alone. Almost all of that is labor-related. Somehow, they've been able to convince customers that the rate increases are required in order to pay for the staff that are providing care to loved family members 
24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Those temporary workers, while providing some welcome relief for overworked staff, they're also paid higher than permanent staff, and that creates dissatisfaction among staff. The largest source of new staff in senior housing often comes through immigration. Immigration numbers are down in the U.S., but they're up in Canada, and we're seeing programs like Canada's Pathway to Citizenship, which was offered during the pandemic to refugees, is proving to be somewhat effective in retaining people in the caregiver industry. Many communities are seeing a rebound in absorption, in both absorption and occupancy in the first quarter of 2022. Now, we are active in senior housing as well, having completed construction of an 80-bed facility in the second half of last year. Our project is doing well in the leasing plan. We've had very good success in attracting talent in our facilities at a time when the industry is struggling to retain people. Now, I personally believe the company culture, working conditions, and a lower patient-to-caregiver ratio have all contributed to our ease in hiring. The number of new construction starts is also down compared with the last few years. The industry is forecast to add another 18,000 beds per quarter in the U.S. That's down from 27,000 beds a quarter of new supply at the start of the pandemic. Rising interest rates, rising construction costs, high vacancy, and rising labor costs are all headwinds for new supply entering the market. The result is that senior housing is proving to be resilient despite two very difficult years. The key to delivering a quality product and having a financially viable business is by focusing on employee satisfaction and the best possible working conditions for staff. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.